morning, everybody. Um, thank you for joining us for today's seminar. Um, for those of you who don't know me, my name is Rowan Turrell, and I'm the head of the dispute resolution team at Boys Turner. Um, I'm joined today by Carly Dodds, who is an associate in the team, uh, and we're going to be talking today with a look back at 2022 uh, and what happened and a look forward to 2023. Now, personally, looking back to this time last year, it seems a distant memory, but for those of you who joined us online, we presented this via Zoom, um, so it's really lovely to have real people back in a real room again. Um, on the case law front, what we're going to do is we're going to look through six cases today. Um, there have been loads of construction cases over the last year, but what we've tried to do is to pick some that have some practical learning points. Um, we basically look at it, what can we tell you about that will scare you, um, and how to avoid getting yourself into the same positions as some of the parties in those cases. So the first case that I'm going to talk to you about... One of the cases that we talked about today was the case of Advance and Enisca, uh, which was a case dealing with the interim payment cycle. Um, it contained lots of lessons to be learned of what can go wrong when pay less notices aren't served on time. And um, we hopefully gave some useful tips on what our clients and contacts can do to avoid finding themselves in the same position. So the last case that I'm going to cover before I pass over to Carly is the case of Hurst and Dunbar. Um, it's another one which may send shivers up the spines of the developers among you when you hear the result of it. We also looked at the case of Hurst and Dunbar, uh, which had perhaps a surprising outcome where the claimant had done over £400,000 of work to a site, but the court then found that they weren't entitled to payment as there was no contractual relationship with the defendant. Uh, the court found that those works had been undertaken at the claimant's risk in anticipation of them being able to purchase the site, but when that sale then fell through, um, they were left with no right to payment. Uh, so that's my section. I'm going to hand you over to Carly for a few more cases and a look ahead to 2023. Morning, everybody. My name is Carly Dodds and I'm an associate solicitor in the dispute resolution team at Boys Turner. So I've been mainly focusing on looking ahead to 2023 and in particular the Building Safety Act which came into force last year and 2023 is we're going to see how that's going to play out and what's going to happen with that so that's quite exciting. So really I mean the Building Safety Act is bringing in a more stringent regime for the construction industry so they're going to have to be really mindful about the requirements that are set out under the Building Safety Act. Um, specifically in relation to disputes the act provides for greater rights for people to be able to bring claims so it may be that developers and contractors find that there are more claims that are going to come about as a result of those changes under the building safety act or indeed new forums in which complaints may be made such as to the new homes ombudsman so as you'll know the building safety act 2022 introduced significant changes across the construction industry in a number of different areas with the overall aim of increasing the safety of people in and about buildings and improving um, the standard of buildings as well. Some of the key changes include the introduction of a new building safety regulator and a specific regime for higher risk buildings. The Act received royal assent on the 28th of April 2022. The provisions of the Act are being brought into force in a staged approach. Some provisions are already in force and the rest are expected to be brought into force within 12 to 18 months of the Act having been passed. Some of the provisions which are already in force simply give relevant ministers the power to bring in regulations which will provide further detail on implementation. Although the Building Safety Act has six parts, I'm going to be focusing on provisions in part five of the Act, which are the most likely to be of relevance. This is just a whistle-stop tour of some of the key provisions 
because it's obviously such a significant piece of legislation. So another thing in 2023 which may come about is we're expecting perhaps the decision of the Supreme Court in the Abbey Healthcare case. So for those of you who joined us for our update this time last year, you may recall that we dealt with the decision of the Technology and Construction Court in the case of Abbey Healthcare. By way of background, Simply Construct built a care home. Toppen is the freehold owner and Abbey Healthcare is the long leaseholder and operator of the care home. Following completion, various fire safety issues were discovered and alternative contractors were engaged to carry out remedial works. Simply Construct was required to execute a collateral warranty in Abbey's favour, which warranted, amongst other things, that it had performed and would continue to perform diligently its obligations under the building contract. Now that originally started in the TCC and was one relating to whether a collateral warranty can be a construction contract under the Act. The TCC decided it couldn't um, in that particular case, uh, but this was overturned by the Court of Appeal and now actually the Supreme Court are looking at this again. So we'll see how that goes and that will be an interesting decision. It's really important to have these kind of seminars to engage with our clients and to really sort of give them the tools they need to go away and be confident in their knowledge and be able to do their job, but also know that if they need us, they they can happily reach out to us and we'll be there to help. So the key points to learn from the cases that we looked at are common themes through all the construction disputes that we see. And really that's making sure you get your paperwork right, keeping consistent records, uh, making sure that you are precise and that you are consistent in what you do. Uh, I really find it useful holding these seminars. It's a great opportunity to meet our clients and contacts face to face, uh, to talk to them about some of the issues that they're facing and to be able to share some knowledge about some of the issues we can help them to avoid.